You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. It's the perfect Sunday. The Eagles have locked up their 13th win. And the Cowboys, I think, is the more exciting thing that happened today. The Cowboys have just lost in overtime to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Only the Jacksonville Jaguars when the Eagles beat them, of course. But we'll get into all that. Welcome in to this week's episode of the BGN Instant Reaction Show. Thank you so much for joining us as always. I'm Jess Taylor. I'm here with Shane Half. Johnny Page is here with us for later as well. Rachelle is behind the glass as always, looking and monitoring all the things going on on Twitter, which I'm sure there's going to be lots of fun things on Twitter because even though it was not the prettiest game from the Eagles, not the best that we have seen them by far this season, the Bears showed a lot of fight today, a lot more than they have in the last couple weeks. Obviously, you know, they have some good players on that team and they they hung in till the end, but the Eagles ultimately did what they needed to do to get the job done. So let's get into everything that happened today. Shane, you are in the two-degree weather, but did everything you could to make sure you got to see this this Eagles win. What are your thoughts leaving a, you know, a, a very cold win for the Eagles as well? I mean, it's a sloppy game, but a win is a win. And uh, they were tested more than you would like to be tested by a 3-10 and 10 team. But going on the road is never easy. I think we probably discounted how big of an impact the wind had on the game. Uh, you know, Jake Elliott misses the field goal. There was a missed extra point. Um, you got to wonder how much that was impacting the passing game as well. So kind of a bizarre game. I, I don't think it's what anybody expected, but the Eagles walk out with a win and the Cowboys don't. So all the Eagles have to do is win one of their final three games and they clinch the one seed. So regardless of what happened, uh, regardless of how sloppy it was, you can't feel anything but good right now. Absolutely. I think there's definitely a difference in how sloppy wins feel in week, what are we in, 15 at this point, and week 15 versus how they feel in, say, a week three or four, right? Like, you don't love to see these sloppy wins early in the season from a team that you're you're like, you're better than this, and you're you're better than what you're showing me right now, and you're not this sloppy of a football team. Um, you know, this late in the season, obviously, with the wind, the weather, a game like today, you know, there were some things that were frustrating, I think, but, you know, it also might help that we saw one of the sloppiest games of all time against the Tennessee Titans with all of those penalties and everything like that. Um, so, I mean, it wasn't Jalen Hurts' best day. He threw the ball almost 40 times, still threw for 315 yards. There were two interceptions in there. He also ran for 61 yards and, and three touchdowns and a two-point conversion in there as well. Yeah, this is a game where, man, you need Dallas Goddard back when the offense is struggling to get into a rhythm at uh, Quez Watkins is your wide receiver three. He had six targets for six yards at, he had four catches. He has two carries for four yards. Like they were trying to get Quez involved. Nothing worked there. Like, like you said, Jalen throws for what? 315 yards and AJ Brown and Devonta Smith combined for 307 of those yards. Uh, just 
nothing outside of those two guys. And it makes defense, it makes playing defense a lot easier when you only have two threats to catch the ball. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. And let's talk about AJ Brown and, and Devonte Smith for a second, because I, you know, you saw the couple big catches here and there and, and, you know, they feel very ho-hum routine at this point, um, which is, is beautiful actually to see, but I think one of the the craziest things to I thought they were talking about AJ Brown over the last like three games when they popped up the it was like eight receptions for 168 yards or something at the time. I thought they were talking about like the last three games combined. It was almost a very quiet 181 yards. If that's possible, I don't know why, but it just seemed to me and and Devontae too. Like there were a couple obviously big catches in there that were that got them out of jams for really impressive throws from, from Jalen, putting them exactly where they needed to go for, um, for, for the receivers to get to him. Obviously very impressive for a system quarterback to do, to put the ball in those spots. But, um, you know, I, I think we're at a point now where we're expecting these kinds of things from these two receivers. And it's nice to have this kind of confidence after the years of terrible receivers we've seen that, I was actually shocked that AJ Brown had 181 yards because I thought I thought that was it was almost quiet. Am I wrong? Yeah. I mean, he got the 68 yarder late in the game and right. it really vaulted his numbers up there, but he was targeted 16 times like at at one point in this game he had under a 50% catch rate and uh, Jalen Johnson was doing a fantastic job on him. The, the officials were definitely letting the defensive backs play. And sure. you know, Johnson took advantage of that be as physical as they'll let you be and uh, you know, I, I tweeted out that A.J. Brown was going to have nightmares about Jalen Johnson, and people are having fun with that. But, like, it, it was a good game. Brown got his, but Johnson gave every bit as much as he took. And it, it was a fun matchup to watch those two go at it. But it was definitely a game where Brown struggled to separate, and he still was able to go up and make some plays at the catch point. So um, he he hasn't – I don't think he's faced anyone that's given him that difficult of a game yet this season. Yeah, and, I mean – given the rest of who they have to see, do you think there's anybody that he's that that's going to, I mean, they're, they're going to play, you know, the, the giants again, who they've already faced. They've already faced the Cowboys once, and then they're going to go play the saints. Is there anybody that's going to give him a hard time? I don't know. I wouldn't have told you that Jalen Johnson would. So it's true. <laughs> hard to tell any nope. given day, but it, it'll definitely open things up a lot when they get Goddard back. Um, it won't allow the Bears were just playing reckless on defense. They were blitzing, but they could also have guys helping over Brown because there just wasn't really a third threat in the passing game. So uh, he will definitely benefit from Goddard coming back, as will the whole offense. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I think, you know, up to this point today, today was one of those games where I think you saw definitely how much they missed him in certain aspects. Um, but I think ultimately they've been able to manage fairly well without having him in there. And, and obviously it's great that they're getting him back. But while we're on the topic of A.J. Brown, we're going to bring Johnny Page in um, to talk a little bit about some of, you know, one of the spectacular catches that he had today. Um, it, it, you know, A.J. Brown doing A.J. Brown things, right? Yeah, um, it's a very simple play this week. Last week we went down the roof uh, of lots of math, so we were talking numbers a lot. This week we're going to keep it very simple. So the Bears had a really interesting game plan on defense, and this is actually the game that I'm most excited to watch all 22 in a while because I want to see exactly what they did. But it looked to me like they were basically playing sort of two linebackers in the hole throughout most of the game and basically daring Jalen Hurts to scramble and almost saying, like, we're going to get you, 
which meant they were basically just playing single high man coverage on the outside all the time. And people were getting very frustrated online because the Eagles kept launching these deep bombs. They threw a few to AJ Brown, they threw one to Quez Watkins that people got very angry about. And I think I tweeted earlier on that we all love this throughout the rest of the year. This is just something you're going to have to accept with this Eagles team. It's a weird scheme, the Eagles. Depends what you mean by scheme, but this is why I want to talk about this play a little bit. The Eagles scheme isn't very fancy. The Eagles scheme is basically we're going to put our players who are better than you in positions to win, and then we're going to let them make plays. So there's nothing creative about this play. It's just put AJ Brown by himself. So he's lined up one-on-one and then throw it deep to him. And in the NFL, I always say pretty much every week, uh, players make the scheme, not the other way around. So there's nothing fancy or creative about this. It's just a wonderful throw by Hertz. It's a really, really good catch from a really good wide receiver. And I think he had at least uh, two massive catches in this game on deep throws, as did Devontae Smith on the slot fade that we saw last week. So I think it's just something to talk about because I was getting a little bit annoyed for the first time today online of how many comments there were about stacking in the Eagles offense. And it's too aggressive. And I think we have to remind ourselves, this is what the Eagles are as a team. We're going to have to deal with them going vertical. When they get one-on-one matchups on the outside, they are going to take them all day long. That is how this team is built. That is what Jalen Hurts and this offense want to do. Um, so, yeah, we'll run the play now. It's a very simple play, but it fits in nicely to what you were just talking about, A.J. Brown versus um, Jalen Johnson on the outside. Until the final minutes of the first half. Hurts in rhythm into one-on-one. It is over the shoulder for Brown, and he's got it. A.J. Brown against Jalen Johnson. First down and goal on a gain of 27. And this is just a well-executed play. Good coverage. A great catch because of a great throw by Jalen Hurts. So, yeah, it's just it's a perfect catch. The more you see the replay, actually, the throw and catch are beautiful. And um, they are pretty much as good as it gets. But, yeah, I thought it was something to have a discussion about, about how the Eagles played this game schematically. It was pretty much just every time they go single high, we're just going to launch it down the field. And it seemed to get some people mad online. But I think it's just who this team is, and you sort of have to accept it. Yeah, I think going against a team like the Chicago Bears, the Chicago, I mean, the Bears are 3-10, and 10, they have nothing to lose, right? Like, they're not... You're not going to find your way into the playoffs where they are right now. They they are playing for pride at this point. So with nothing to lose, you know, they can they can send the pressure whenever they want. They can do whatever they want sort of on the defensive end, especially, and just, you know, try to stop what the Eagles have. The Eagles essentially, you know, going into Chicago, you can look at it two different ways. Like they they have everything to lose by, you know, sort of fumbling where they are right now and and losing a little bit of momentum or they can go out there and they can just see what happens. Like (laughs) they can do things like that. That's going to make everybody mad. And unfortunately Jalen hurts is going to throw two interceptions and they, they can just see what happens and see where it gets them in the game. And it was closer than you'd like, but they still came out with a win. Yeah. Jalen hurts in this game when he was targeting AJ Brown or Devonta Smith, was 14 of 24 for 307 yards and an interception. When he targeted anyone else, he was 7 of 16 for 21 yards and an interception. Like, just absolutely nothing from anyone except those top two guys. Like, we need Dallas Goddard back. And I would expect him to be back for Dallas next week since he was activated this week, but they didn't put him in today. I I fully expect him to be back next week, and I think it's going to make a huge impact. Yeah, that, those numbers are – they are wild. That, that, has there ever been a game like that, ever, where two receivers have been so much more dominant than everyone else? Um, someone will have to check the records because that, that is 
That is ridiculous. I'm looking at the numbers here, actually. Yeah. Gainwell was our third best receiver, two for nine. That is, yeah, it just shows, though. I think people have given um, Nick Sirianni and uh, Shane Steichen a lot of love this year. So have I. But I don't think they do anything particularly complicated. They just have better players and they do a really good job of letting those excellent players uh, get in good positions. I wonder if they look at today, though, and do think maybe they've got to go back to some of the RPO stuff to Zach Pascal. They've got to get someone else involved. I think you can't run an offense through uh, two players. And I think they will probably admit that after the game as well. So it could be one of those blessings in disguise that this happens early on in the regular season, or not early on, but before the playoffs, because they might go and look back and think that, you know, if someone else gets hurt at some point in the season, they're going to have to have someone else they can use. I'm not sure who that will be who can step up. But yeah, you can't win games with two players. I mean, maybe you can when they're that good, but you shouldn't really rely on just two players at all times. Right. And I think, I mean, th so think about last year and what some of the things that frustrated us as Eagles fans the most watching this offense. It was when they started to outsmart themselves. They, they knew what worked. You saw week one, right? Like they go out and they smack the Atlanta Falcons around with a very simple blueprint. Like they ran the ball, they were effective, and they were able to create some separation and and just marched up and down the field. And it was great. And then they come out the next week and they a bit completely abandon the run against the 49ers. And while I get the 49ers are a better run defense than the Atlanta Falcons were, you can't just give up on it. Like you, if you are a run first team, you can't just abandon the run because the team is supposedly good against the run. And I will never forget. It was, I think it was Nick Sirianni in a press conference. I want to say it was before they played the Bucks last year. And he said something, they asked him about, you know, leaning into the run and, and after they were establishing the run the week before leaning into that a little bit more as their identity as an offense. And he was like, well, I don't know if we're going to do that because the Bucks are a really good run defense. And I'm like, if you don't just put your head down and run the football, I don't care if that's the number one run defense in the league. You know who was supposedly the best defense in the NFL in 2017? The Minnesota Vikings. You know what happened when they came into Philadelphia? They got smacked in the NFC Championship. Don't start with me. So I think that the best thing that the Eagles have done on offense this season, one of the best things is not outsmarting themselves. Sometimes you just, when you have better players, just go out and beat the other team. It's not rocket science all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I think I mean I think one of the I think one of the strengths of the Eagles is that they are so good both running and passing the ball. So they can afford to they, they don't have to try to jam a, a square peg into a round hole. If you're playing a really good run defense, you throw the ball. If you're playing a good passing defense, you run the ball. And we saw them do that against the Packers and then the Titans in back to back weeks. And looking at this game coming in. Uh, since the start of November, the Bears were the 32nd ranked EPA passing defense, and they were the ninth ranked EPA rushing defense. So I would have suggested coming into this game with a pass-heavy approach. And I don't know if it was so ineffective early because of wind. Uh, it felt like they were hunting kill shots nearly every play, which has been their answer when you go single high man coverage. We're going to try to push it downfield. But I would have liked to have seen them make some adjustments earlier. Uh, to start to run the ball a little bit more. It doesn't mean it has to be a run-heavy script, um, but and, and run the ball with Miles Sanders, who he didn't have a good game today, but it just felt like every run was a Hertz run, and some of those he just wasn't giving on read option reads, but it felt like they made things harder than they needed to today, and part of that's because they've been able to do whatever they want all season, but I would have liked to have seen them adjust that a little bit quicker.
Yeah, I knew we would get to this. So I was uh, I was getting ready for this debate. I think Eagles Twitter was heavily run the ball today. Um, it's a weird one actually because I'm. I'm, I'm with you. What I love about this offense is that they can do everything. And I actually thought the Bears' run defense looked good today. Um, so I can understand why the Eagles didn't really commit to it. I mean, Sanders averaged 3.8 yards. Okay. Hertz kept a lot of them. And I think the Eagles coaching staff might want to have a conversation with him that the Bears were basically scraping a linebacker down. So they were taking away Sanders and then they were basically daring Jalen Hurts to keep it all the time. And the plan seemed to be like, we're going to hit you and consistently hit you and we're going to keep making you run the ball. But as a coaching staff, what the Eagles can do very well, and I tweeted about the run game was slightly weird, is you can use the pistol and you can just run it. You can go under centre, two tight ends. You can go heavy if you want. You can really commit to it. And I always talk about this. But I think running the ball is a philosophy as much as it is anything else. You have to really commit to it. If you really want to run the ball and run the ball like well, it's, it can't just be a bit part of your offence. And today it felt like an added extra. It didn't feel like the Eagles really wanted to commit to it. And that's a little bit strange because despite the Bears being good in recent weeks, they haven't been good all year. And for me, to be honest, that starts with the active running backs. I'm not going to have a Trey Sermon debate all over again because I, you know, everyone who follows me knows I like him. But when you only have three active running backs and their Boston Scott game where on Miles Sanders, it's not really a... It's not what teams, when you look at around the league, teams want to establish to run. They've got big bruising backs who can all handle multiple carries. The Eagles are not built that way. Um, they are a throw-the-ball-first team, and then they'll run the ball where it see fits in certain weeks. But um, I agree. I'm not someone to shout run the ball. I personally, especially because of the wind, would have liked them to have run the ball more early on. But they did end up with quite a few carries, if you count Jalen Hurst in the run game. Um it was just a slightly weird one. Every every run play seemed a, a read option. We didn't see any like pin pull stuff. We didn't see any under, under center. I didn't think I saw much pistol. It was quite a basic run game, which is not what the Eagles are known for. So I'm hoping, uh, I hate to say this, maybe they didn't want to show too much off. They took this game for granted and they thought they could win it easily. And they're not going to show too much on tape before Dallas. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, I would imagine that we will see better run games in the future because it did feel pretty average today, to be honest. Yeah, and I think you make a really good point that, you know, needs to needs to be touched on a little bit. And that's, I, I think you're right. They, I did not enjoy seeing how many times Jalen Hurts got hit today and the way that he got hit a few different times. Like he was getting landed on by enormous linemen and taking shots, like taking shots you, you never want to see your quarterback take. And, you know, we know he's a little bit stronger than the average, you know, your stereotypical like Tom Brady-esque thought of a quarterback. But I, I absolutely did not like seeing him get hit as many times today as he did. Yeah, that's that you don't want to see that. Um, and you don't want to see that in a game that theoretically should have been an easier game to put away. Um, I Ideally, you go beat the Cowboys next week and you've clinched the one seed and you know, we can get into the whole debate after that happens of what you do with your starters. I, I think you play your starters still, but you flush the QB run zone read stuff out of your playbook for the last two weeks. There's no, you don't want to get Hurts hit unless he absolutely has to be. So um, hopefully they can, hopefully they can get a win in Dallas on Christmas Eve and then they can sort of take it easy the last two weeks and get into the playoffs fully healthy. Yeah, I think that was the biggest thing of, of today. One of the bit, most important parts of this game today was coming out healthy. Huge point. Yeah, I didn't like, just quickly, I didn't like Jalen Hurst getting hit as much as he did today either. It was, um, 
it was just a it was a strange game. Normally he's really good at avoiding those hits, but today he seemed to almost I don't want to say want to get hit, but they were really physical with him, and it seemed like he was a bit of. Well, I'm going to show you um, the rushing touchdowns as well. Obviously, ended up with three. So yeah, that's not really something you want to see, especially in a game when it doesn't really matter massively. It's not in the playoffs. Do whatever you can to win, but it's not really a sustainable style you want to see all season. Is him getting hit that much? I, I would agree with you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's let's shift to the other side of the ball while we're you know talking about big hits here and there on quarterbacks, especially the Eagles defense. It looked like they were going to have a little bit of a harder time with Justin Fields initially. And I think he broke off a couple here and there. But the Eagles defense and their sack numbers, we we talked about it early in the season. Like you pay so much money for that defensive line. And sometimes the stats don't always tell the story, but at some point. You want to see the stats tell the story. You want to see the numbers. And the Eagles are who, – who? let's see. Hassan Reddick had two today. He's up to 12. Javon Hargrave had two today. He's now at 10. And do they have one more – Josh Sweat had Josh two. Josh Sweat I don't had know. two. Did anybody else have one today? Am I missing anybody? No. Okay, so just the, just the six of them. But still, six sacks in a game. And I think, what, Josh Sweat has – seven in his last in the last six games or something ridiculous like that yeah he's he's set a career high now I think he's at he was at eight and a half I don't remember if that was the first sack or the second sack that got him there but he's at either eight and a half or nine and a half for the year which is a career high and the Eagles are like eight sacks away from breaking the single season sack record which is just crazy for a team that had 29 sacks last year like they're getting home and they're doing it against you know, and Justin Fields, the best runner at the quarterback position in the NFL, and he got out of several sacks that would have been sacks for literally anybody else in the league. So uh, the pass rush has really showed up over the last few weeks. They're getting hot at the right time. Yeah, absolutely. And the other piece to that for the for the defensive side is, you know, we talked a lot about what they were going to do in terms of the safety position and how they were going to sort of stay afloat without Chauncey Gardner-Johnson being in there. And, you know, they were they were struggling a little bit. And obviously, you know, Kayvon Wallace was maybe not the answer that we were looking for. Led the team in tackles today. Yeah, he had a really nice play um, early on as well, didn't he, on the field scramble. I must admit, Shane, considering you're outside and Jess, you made them one of me, I got completely confused by how the Eagles were using their safeties early on. Um, I was convinced Maddox was starting and then it seemed like they were doing something dependent on what the Bears were doing on down and distance. But uh, this is just a, I guess it's a bit of a random point. I don't really like that, I'm going to be honest. I think one thing that makes the Eagles defence really good is their communication in the secondary. And I've never played defensive back in the NFL, so many people can tell me to shut up. But I can't imagine it's that easy to communicate that easily when you've got players flipping positions. Um, I think something that's made this Eagles defence really good this year is the consistency. Um, Slay and Bradbury have been there at all times. Epps has been there at all times. We know they've replaced one safety position, but all of a sudden when you're moving pieces around, 
Um, I remember on the first third down completion that Justin Fields had, Kayvon Wallace looked like he was a little bit in no man's land. And I'd have to go and see the All-22 again to decide what was going on there. But Bradbury looked a little bit confused. It looked to me like Bradbury was sort of passing off the group across the field. And Wallace was just sort of standing there and Bradbury looked a bit frustrated. Um, on the rushing touchdown that um, the Bears had earlier on, I tweeted about this, but Avante Maddox is just running the wrong way. Like he's coming from the deep safety position and he's completely going the wrong direction. Um, so I'm not really sure that's a long-term position for him. So I feel like we didn't really get any answers today about what the Eagles are going to be like moving forward, except for maybe I would quite like Blankenship to come back uh, sooner rather than later, if possible. Yeah, it would be ideal. It would be ideal if Blankenship and Chauncey Gardner-Johnson are both back for the playoffs and we can get Kevon Wallace off the field. And he played okay today. Uh, he played better than I expected. He had good tackles. You mentioned the one where he came downfield, and that's always been his game. Like, he comes aggressive downfield for better or for worse. And he makes a play like that. He might give up one later. And he never really got, you know, burned or anything today, but I just – I'm never going to feel comfortable with him at safety. Yeah, and I guess – I mean, they did bring Anthony Harris back, which we talked about a lot last week. Um, obviously, he didn't he didn't play today. But, you know, an option – do we know – we did this math last week, and I can't remember where we ended up. CJGJ has to miss Dallas, correct? I think he That's has to miss – I think he has to miss the Saints game too. Okay. I don't think he can come back till week 18. Okay. But playoffs, he'd be he'd be uh, presumably oh, good to go. Yeah. Got it. Got it. All right. While we're talking about this defense, and because, you know, there's always something good on Twitter about, about the Eagles defense, let's bring in Rachel and we'll see what the vibe is on Twitter. Are we just happy about the Cowboys? Are we irritated with the Eagles in any capacity? Are we just just happy? Riding a high. What what are we do, what are we doing in the Twitter world? Because it's it's you can never predict what's going on there. So actually, about eighty percent of the comments are Dallas related right now. So you know, love to see it. You know, <laughs> it always makes us happy. I've surprisingly only seen one tweet about firing anyone. And anybody want to take a guess around who it was? Gannon. Probably is it Johnny? Gannon. I saw one. But it says prison. It says something about like send him to prison or something like that. Prison, Jonathan Gannon. So that one was kind of funny. That's the only one I've seen about firing anybody. But um, I saw a stop running Jalen. I saw like excessive deep shots. Um, only one doink. <laughs> um, <laughs> a trap. Um, what was that? 13 and one. Unprepared but one. Um, Justin feels good question mark and Doug Peterson him so a lot of people are coming are talking about Doug EP and of course um, the Cowboys for sure so yeah that's where it's at right now oh, I, <laughs> I, I don't care about anything else when Dallas loses it makes my days so much better after the fact that you know I think that Jordan Mailata had a point when he said, we're focused on the Bears, they should probably focus on whoever they're playing this week instead of us. Clearly, he was right. 
Yeah, I actually watched the Jags game really closely. Um, my best friend over here, the guy who actually got me into NFL, was a massive Jags fan. So the last 15 years have not been good. Um, so I always watched the Jags with a keen eye. And the second half, Trevor Lawrence was just doing whatever he wanted. Like They were throwing the ball all over the Cowboys. I can't remember who the Cowboys' backup cornerback is. Um, but he got absolutely burned by... Um, um, what's the Jaguars really fast guy called? Uh, Agnew done him once. I think. Kirk? Yeah, Kurt was in a few times. I mean, Zay Jones had three touchdowns, which is hilarious. Um, the, the Cowboys <laughs> just didn't – I mean, the Jags just literally did what they want. The Cowboys didn't look particularly – they didn't look bad. They were a good team, Dallas. Um, but the Jags had 500 yards and 7.2 yards per play today. So that defense – I mean, the Cowboys' defense was very good, and I'm not sure it is at the moment, and we'll see how healthy they are. Um, I did not – see um Michael Parsons much today at all I saw he had a sack earlier on but he was not a factor so I'd be interested to know what Doug did against him but he is obviously normally uh can wreck games so yeah the Eagles um the Eagles are gonna, if you want the Eagles to run the ball then good luck because they're gonna throw the hell out of it next week because the Cowboys corners could not cover anything today if Zay Jones is getting three touchdowns on you then anyone tweeting run the ball might be tweeting it a lot more next week if things go badly because the Eagles I almost guarantee the Eagles are gonna throw the ball a lot next week. You really got to hand it to Urban Meyer. Uh, he might be the best coach at disguising a quarterback's talent in the history of football. <laughs> You're right. You're not wrong. I'm so happy for Doug. I'm so happy for Doug. And thank you, Doug, for just orchestrating that, that beautiful comeback and overtime win today. The videos of Doug celebrating are fantastic. Eagles fans they bring us love but now the Eagles fans love him even yeah. more. It's yeah, it's a very good day. I think we're all going to forget about the Eagles' performance in about two days, but we'll remember this uh, for a week or so. Yeah, this is it's tremendous. And and the best part is you know the all the Cowboys reporters and and everything tweeting about the Eagles and the Bears like as if the team they cover isn't playing and if the team you know they're fans of isn't playing right now and are you know talking about how oh the Cowboys still have a chance to win the NFC East. Oh, my heart brings us so much, so much joy. Oh, happy holidays, everyone. I mean, it's, it's, to be fair, they have a chance. They just have to win three straight games while the Eagles lose three straight games. So, okay, <laughs> they, can, luck. They, can, luck with they can cling to that hope for another week or so. Yeah, I mean, I love the Cowboys in December. It's a beautiful time of year. Some things never, ever, ever change. Ever, ever at all. All right, let's just really quick, like we sort of do every week. How are you feeling? One word or one phrase about the Eagles win today. The fact that they have to win one more game to become the winningest team in Eagles history. No team has ever surpassed 13 wins. They can win one more game, lock up the one seed. And Dallas lost today. So how, how, what, what do you feel going into this week, going into Dallas week? I feel really relaxed now, now that the Eagles just need to win one game. It, it feels relaxing. Um, not the performance I would have wanted to see today, but a win's a win, and that's really all that matters. So I feel relaxed. I just got to say I love this pass rush. Like, they just make it so much more fun to watch um, because, you know, you like they're never going to fail. So they're going to dominate every time. And that's who I look most forward to seeing. Jalen Hurst, this wasn't his best performance, but, you know, they needed him to win this game. So I'm confident, you know, 
going through the remainder of this regular season. Uh, I'm, there's nothing to worry about when it comes to this Eagles team. I'm going to cheat and finish with two very, very quick things. Um, firstly, just winning the NFL is never easy, so don't take it for granted. That's a good win. Every win's a good win. And secondly, Justin Fields might be the most fun player I have watched in forever because he's never going to last a season at the moment. But I've seen a lot of athletic quarterbacks and we've watched Hurts and I've watched Lamar, but I think Fields might be the most athletic that play in the first uh, quarter if he had i almost secretly wish he'd scored on that play just because of how amazing the replays would have been and now we're all going to forget about it but it's also because i liked him pre-drafts so and now i sound really smart but he is unbelievable as an athlete so yeah but winning is never easy especially against guys like that they can do things that normal human beings can't so there's gonna be lots of complaining this week but a win's a win uh, and yeah bring on the cowboys Imagine what he could do if, you know, the Bears actually got him some help. Yeah, imagine. Next season, not, maybe. Yeah, let's not hold our breath. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm weirdly confident. I was weirdly confident going into today, and a lot of people were saying trap game, and I was just – now I also thought they were going to score, like, 40 points, but that's neither here nor there. Um, I'm weirdly confident in having just the the most the merriest of Christmas weekends complete with an Eagles win. Here's open. Here's Let's open. speak that into existence. Yeah, I'm saying Absolutely. nothing. We'll enjoy, <laughs> we'll enjoy today. Um, everybody Eagles fan is going to enjoy today. Relax the rest of the afternoon. Maybe enjoy it tomorrow, and then it's going to officially spin into Dallas week. And it's going to be a fun one. It's going to probably be one of the most watched games in the NFL this season, if not. I mean, the way that their viewership has been trending and was on Thanksgiving, it actually has the potential to be the the most viewed NFL game of all time, actually, on Saturday. They were, they were talking about. So lots of eyes on this one. So let's hope that the Eagles can get it done. An ugly win today, but like everybody, and you know, we have all just said here, a win is a win is a win. So thank you for jumping on with us today for the BGN Instant Reaction Show. For myself, Rachelle, Johnny, and Shane, go birds. And we'll talk to you, well, probably not next week because it's Christmas, but we'll talk to you the week after that. <laughs> go birds.